Why are there so many cars outside? Like, why? It's a pandemic. Numbers are spiking. I don't understand this. Oh, we're recording. Hello. Welcome to the very first episode, very roughly cut, of What in the Actual Factual. If you already follow us on Instagram, thank you very much for your support. If you don't, please join us and follow What in the Actual Factual on Instagram, and our website is coming soon. Now, well, let's get into our very first episode. Um, For those of you who already follow, you know that I reached out to various followers to discuss what topics would you like to be covered? What do you want to hear about? And I got a lot of responses from people. But a majority, uh, for those of you who are just joining the What in the Actual Factual movement, we discuss everything from news to politics to cultural stuff to cooking, comedy, you name it, we're covering it. Um, But a lot of the messages I received, I think because so many of us are at home now due to the pandemic, is cooking questions. And one of the number one things I wanted to start with is just the simple basics, and that is kitchen utensils and tools. What do you have in your kitchen? What do I feel is necessary? Stuff like that. So a repeat question I got, which I'm going to focus on today to just keep this episode short, because again, I don't know what I'm doing, is knives. Um, A lot of people have been cooking and they're realizing that one comment I got was, uh, my knives are trash. (laughs) Uh, Where do I get non-trash knives? (laughs) knives. <laughs> I'm reading that verbatim. <laughs> um, and another asked me, you know, do I sharpen my own knives? Do I get them sharpened? How do I take care of them? So the first thing I'm going to go over is the basic knives and utensils and tools or whatever that I think you need in your kitchen. Mind you, I am an avid cook. I am not a chef. There is a massive difference. Um, But I'm an avid cook, so I have lots of little, you know, utensils, gadgets, whatever that I use a lot. Some I don't use at all, but I want to cover, you know, especially when it comes to a good knife, um, what I always go to, and I'm sure many cooks and chefs out there can also attest to this, and that is a good chef's knife. If you're going to spend your money you spend it on a chef's knife because that's going to be your baby. You're going to take care of it. And as long as you take care of it properly, keep it clean and sharpen it occasionally or get it sharpened, um, you know, every year at least, that knife is going to be with you for decades to come if you take care of it properly and it's a good quality chef's knife. Um, So I highly recommend investing in one of those. However, don't break the bank. You know, don't spend hundreds of dollars on one knife unless you are a, you know, a cook or a professional chef, you already know the knives that work for you and that are going to be in your uh, tool set. And, you know, we take care of them differently, but I mean, by we, I mean, avid cooks, like we really, you know, I mean, well, that's actually a lie because I don't, I actually think I'm long overdue to sharpen my knives. But I take care of them. So that's the difference is I haven't really noticed they need to be sharpened anytime soon because I'm taking care of them. Um, And with that, I mean, your chef's knife does not 
really any knife, except for your dinner knives that are used for eating and enjoying your food, it does not belong in the dishwasher. It should never be put in the dishwasher because it dulls the blade. Um, always wash your knives by hand um, with soap and just a simple sponge or a little scrubby and then let it dry, uh, air dry in the dish drain. Do not, or wipe it clean and immediately put it back in, wherever it lives. Um, but do not put it in the dishwasher. Um, another knife you will need is a bread knife or a serrated knife. That will come in so handy for you, not just for slicing bread, but if you like to bake and you need to trim a cake or cut a layer in half, serrated knife is your best friend. If you're cutting beautiful, fresh heirloom tomatoes, again, serrated knife is your friend. Um, another knife would be a paring knife. Now, this is where I don't think you need to break the bank at all. You can find paring knives for sale in restaurant stores, but also grocery stores. And some of them are pretty popular brands like uh, Henkel's or Wushtoff, um, stuff like that, or Victorinox, whatever, Target, like you can find them anywhere. It's just about taking care of them. Again, don't put them in the dishwasher, wash them by hand. And, you know, a paring knife is going to be replaced every few years. I'm actually really excited because the other day I saw David Chang, one of my favorite chefs, he posted on his social media about paring knives. And he said the same thing. He buys super cheap plastic handle paring knives and he replaces them every few years because um, it's just not, it's kind of pointless to spend a lot of money on a small paring knife. It's just... I just don't see the logic in spending, you know, in some cases between 60 to to $100, depending on the brand, you know, it's just, it's just a little ridiculous. Um, so the b three basic knives I'd say for an amateur, just starting out cook, you know, that you should definitely, definitely have in your kitchen are a chef's knife, a serrated knife and a paring knife. And then also a good pair of kitchen shears. Kitchen shears or scissors, they are utility scissors and they are so good for everything, not just, you know, cutting a piece of paper or gift wrap. They're great for, you know, literally cutting through if you're taking apart a chicken, making a spatchcock chicken, let's say, you use not just your knife for that, you can also use kitchen shears. Um, it, trimming your flowers or herbs, they're, they're the number one do-it-all thing in your kitchen, and they're fantastic. And a lot of them usually come apart for easy cleaning. Um, I've never put mine in the dishwasher, and again, I would not recommend doing that. Just wash them by hand. So those are the top four I think you should have. Now, if you're an avid cook and you experiment with a lot of different types of protein um, and whatnot, you should, like for fish, for instance, then you might want to invest in a boning knife. Um, it's also great for breaking down chicken uh, if you have a fresh chicken, like I said, um, or breaking down a tenderloin, it's really nice to kind of clean it up if the butcher hasn't done that for you. Um, for those of you who know what I mean, it's such a pain in the butt to just clean it all. My mom used to make me do that so she wouldn't have to do it. And I would always just be like, why? <laughs> but, um, so you could always invest in a boning knife. I also like, I'm not going to lie, a utility knife. Um, I only like it just for, you know, cutting small amounts of vegetables for myself for a quick meal. 
instead of using a chef's knife, um, it's a little bit smaller and skinnier. I also just like it because my hands are smaller. And that is something you really need to take into account if you um, go look at a chef's knife for yourself or a utility knife is try to see if you can actually hold it in the store. If you can go to a store that's, you know, obviously following the guidelines and everybody's masking up and distancing, see if you can go to the store and actually hold one. Or if you order one online, make sure they have a good return policy. So that way, if you do end up taking it out and you realize, you know what, this does not feel right in my hand, it kind of hurts, or it's digging into my palm in a certain way, like the edge of the handle, um, and just want to be able to return that. But holding it is really important so you can figure out if this is the one that you want to invest in because you're going to be using it a lot. Uh, the other thing is how you store your knives. I cannot tell you how many homes I've been in, and this is no offense to any of them, where I've seen their knives just tossed into a drawer, mixed up with other silverware, no separation, and what you have to understand is that's really bad for the knife itself. You're dulling the blade by doing that. And you're not really keeping it that clean if it's dancing around the drawer. And it's not really safe either when you're reaching into said drawer to get the knife out and it's caught up in a bunch of stuff. You could totally cut yourself. And also, you know, a dull blade is far more dangerous in some cases than a sharp one. Never, you know, when you're cutting veggies or meat or anything... Uh, with a dull blade knife, pay attention because, or, you know, if you have to get through it and you don't have any other option, I get it, but really pay attention because if it slips or it doesn't properly break the skin of a vegetable or a protein cutting through it and it slips, you could potentially, you know, cut yourself really badly. Um, so instead of storing it loosely in a drawer, you should either invest in a knife block. I have one myself that I've, I've had for over a decade. It's great just to keep it organized. It looks nice on your counter. And, you know, since a decade ago, there have been a lot of really cool designs for various knife blocks where you can see some of them are see-through. Um, there are also really great inserts for your drawers that... Uh, have little compartments that you can slide the blade into and it sits really nicely in the drawer. Um, if you want to get individual covers for each blade, you can also do that. I just recommend that, especially for people with kids, um, because if they're reaching for something and the blade isn't protected, you know, that could just be a terrible accident in itself. And then another option is, especially if you don't have children, I, again, I recommend this because in case they can reach it, you know, you just want it to be safe, is getting a cool magnetic strip and putting it on your backsplash and having your knives up against that. It looks really cool. And a lot of cooks and um, chefs use that in their kitchens, both at home and in their restaurants. Um, so there's lots of ways to store your knives. Just make sure you're doing it in a way that's safe for both you and if you have kids for them. Um, also, like I said, you know, cleaning them, I always, you know, out of habit, I think, you know, and I was told in kitchens when I used to work um, as a server when I was much younger is, you know, they would clean their knives right after they would use them. All the chefs, I would see them clean them immediately after they were done and put them right back into their kit, you know, or in their station. 
you never just leave it hanging or leave it in the sink, you know, sitting in water, especially depending on the design. If the handle is wood, that's not good. Um, that's another advice I have. If you have any wooden spoons of any kind, both bamboo, um, and you know, other types of wooden spoons, never leave them sitting in water, uh, in your sink because then they'll start to crack and then bacteria can get in there and it's just, it's not, it's not pretty. And that goes for also wooden bowls or any serving platters, stuff like that. Just clean them immediately and dry them off. Um, so that is, the basics for knives. When it comes to sharpening them, I don't sharpen my knives myself. I actually mooch off my mom when <laughs> whenever she sends hers to go get sharpened. Um, and she does have a sharpening block that I've used a couple times. I'm just really lucky that I can just, you know, if and when I'm visiting her, I can, if I remember, bring my chef's knife and you know, run it on the stone, the sharpening stone a few times and it's good to go. But you can also use services that will do it for you. Usually not for an expensive fee, especially if it's just one knife. You should definitely sharpen your knife every year if possible. Um, and I know some of you are thinking about that, uh, uh, the sharpener that usually comes in a lot of knife block sets. It's that long silver kind of, it looks like a little mini sword slash poker That is not technically a legit sharpener. That is to prep your knife literally right before you're about to cut something to get the blade ready to do that. But it's not technically a legit sharpener. So at some point, you definitely want to invest in doing that. Um, Another thing you could always do is if you want to save money, you could also get, you know, join up with some of your friends and send your knives in all at the same time and split the cost, depending. Um, I've never done that, though. I just kind of came up with that off the cuff. So I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) But yeah, so when it comes to knives, that is my advice for you. Again, you don't have to go super fancy on the brand. I have a Shun, S-H-U-N, I do enjoy their brand. I like their, not just, you know, the look and feel of the knives, but um, it's just the weight. Again, that's why I say you've got to hold them. Um, I have smaller hands, so I I actually intend on investing on an 8 to 10 inch chef's knife. But right now, um, when I got one as a gift for my family, I actually got a 6 inch chef's knife, a smaller one because my family knew that my hands are a little bit smaller and it's just more comfortable for me because I'm not usually making large batches when, especially when you're only cooking for like one or two people, you know, you don't really, I don't really find myself needing a huge chef's knife, but I will say because I've been making bigger batches of things during the pandemic for my family and not just, you know, two people, I think it's important to then invest in a full-size chef knife because that's definitely on my wish list for the holidays is getting a bigger one because I am finding myself, it is so much easier when you've got a chef's knife chopping a boatload of herbs or um, dicing a lot of veg or mirepoix if you're making stock or a soup. I do find it a lot easier to 
have a full-size chef's knife. And I noticed that when I was visiting my family and we had a very small Thanksgiving together. And by small, I mean literally just three people. But we were, you know, chopping and cooking and I used my mom's chef's knife and I was like, ooh, this is, this is nice. I need to, uh, yep, I think I'm going to need to invest in one of these. So I hope this helps you. Um, I'm trying to run it over in my head because again, my notes are all kind of strewn about and this is, <laughs> this is the first episode and I promise the next ones will be cleaner and more organized. Um, uh, but to go over it again, the basics for just any amateur chef, cook, wannabe, whatever, domestic goddess, you name it, just make sure you have a good chef's knife, a good serrated knife and paring knife. And again, the pairing knives do not have to be a fancy brand. You can buy them at Target or the grocery store, Walmart, whatever. Uh, just make sure you take care of all of them by washing them by hand and storing them safely. And that concludes the first episode of What in the Actual Factual, a new podcast of news, comedy, politics, and so much more in between. If you'd like to sponsor us, I don't even know how that works just yet, but please reach out to us on What in the Actual Factual on Instagram. If you'd like to have your product highlighted, oh my God, like I, again, I don't know if that will actually ever happen, but again... Let us know via direct message on What in the Actual Factual on Instagram, website soon to come, uh, or you can email us at whatintheactualfactual at gmail.com. And yeah, hope you enjoyed this very first kind of <laughs> rough episode of our podcast, and hopefully the audio wasn't too bad. And I promise we're investing in all the soundproofing gear. And we'll see you next time.